Alrighty, guys, welcome back to the podcast. We have hit record and we are rolling. Um, I'm here joined today with Alyssa and uh, Steve. And um, Chris is sadly not here with us today, um, but he is recovering from surgery, which went well. So yeah. you guys keep in your prayers for speedy recovery so he can be back. Um, but today we have really quite the topic love. Um, something that the world is very confused about, I think, and that the church sometimes is confused about, but that is so vitally important to everything we believe in. Um, And so Steve had an awesome message, um, and I think we'll start off with this one minute of uh, summary. Um, So I'll I'll start the timer. Okay. Um, Yeah, so I listened to it last night, so I was with the kids downstairs, but... I kept nodding my head because I was listening to it. writing notes feverishly. I thought it was so good, and I love that it included Christmas. Um, it's just crazy how that happened to work out because, yeah, love is God sending his son. Um, just that right there is like it's the gospel. It's, you know, it's all in that. Um, so I just think it's such a great time to remind ourselves of yeah, how God loves us and that we are loved by him. And those are the only things that matter. Like if you know that and you build your life on that, then yeah, mental health, a lot of the other things really fall in place. So I'm really excited to talk about this. And I thought the five points were so just like hard hitting. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, Beautiful. really good. Well, you had six minutes remaining. That was, that was pretty, pretty tight. Pretty nice. good. <laughs> well okay. All right, Steve, yeah. here we go. All right. Um, oh, I'm just going to give the five points. How do we define and grow in love? Uh, the first one is love is from God because God is love. Um, we'll kind of start there. Um, the greatest expression of love is God sending Jesus to be the Savior of the world. To know love and grow in love uh, is to know God. And uh, love cannot ever be separated from God's other attributes. Yeah. A real key thing we'll talk about. And God loves us just as we are, but God's love doesn't leave us where we are. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So we kind of were sitting, or I'll go, I guess, on this one. Let me start my timer here. Uh, for me, it was just the the thought process of love cannot really be taught in a way. It has to be shown, and you have to mm-hmm. feel it for yourself yeah. to really understand what it is. Um, and you also asked the question, like, who taught you love? Who taught you what kind of love is? Who showed you what love is? And I... I was like, yeah, it was it was my parents. Some like, and I think that's how it should be too. From like when you're young, they kind of through how you grow up, they're always mm-hmm. loving you, and you start to kind of understand what that is, and you love them back. And it's just that beautiful, like you know, them loving God, and then using the principles that God teaches them and, and the Word on how mm-hmm. to love others, and and that whole cycle is just really cool. So, yeah, I think that's the main takeaway I got from there. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you. But then I feel like when I got married and then I had to love my, it like took it all to the next level. And I really started to appreciate uh, my parents way more Mm -hmm. at like such a deeper level. Um, But yeah, if you don't have that triangle right, you know, like you and your spouse in the bottom, both loving God, it can be, I would be so challenging. Like I can't imagine. I'm so thankful I ended up with a believer. I kind of knew it was important, (laughs) but I didn't realize like how important it really is. And I think I impress that upon my sister's way more now because it just kind of worked out for Carson and I, like (laughs) that we both were raised really similarly, but it's hard. I mean, 
I think I understand the flip side of the feelings change, right? They go up and down. And so I think I understand the deepness of it uh, way more. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's a ton of love in like relationships and Steve, you probably yeah. can speak on this is like, do you think that's why so many relationships fail is because their concept and idea of love is different? Yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. I think I mentioned, you know, one of the things, Michelle, now when we deal with people, whether it's pre-engagement or engagement counseling or marriage counseling, you know, it's just to start right the foundation. How, how do you guys define love? How do you see love? Um, and I think so many people miss that, and that puts people into kind of a, a crunch, right? To wow, mm-hmm. I, I I just assumed I, I you yeah. know love and uh, something so powerful, so uh, important. Um, boy, we need to do the work to really feel. You know, otherwise it is just a feeling, right? It is just um, something that is is based on our feelings, something that we think we can control. Therefore, um, obviously the result of, uh, you know, broken relational things because of love breaks down. And when you ask that question to couples or anybody really, is there, is there a certain answer that usually comes up or like a red flag immediately that you usually realize? And yeah, it's a great point, right? <laughs> so immediately when you ask that question, you can it, immediately, you see where people are at. You see where their faith is at. Mm-hmm. See if they're, if they're, Putting their relationship right before God, or if they've been putting, you know, um, or I take that right, yeah, they put their relationship before God, or God before the relationship, mm-hmm. real quick, and so it gives you right away. Okay, here's where we got to. Here's where we have to yeah. start. You know, I talking. remember going through like Carson and I's counseling, and his answer was so. I mean, it was all about like his faith, you know, and he really understood that triangle thing. I think before getting into things with me and I wanted to just be like yeah what he, what he said no what he said because right? <laughs> I just was blown away I was like yes like that is so wow I'm lucky like I have this like my relationship with him I just keep being like gee god thank you that awesome. you ended me up with him because uh, yeah you learn so much from each other yeah, and I, I think we can't forget <clears> that you know there'll be people listening to this that uh, you know Luke didn't have loving parents yeah, know, um, yeah. Or less, yeah you know they didn't have a good uh, example of someone showing them love at a formative young age even right mm-hmm. and and there'll be people who uh, are married and have just gone through the trauma of a bad yeah. marriage right um because of a lack of understanding love and a lack of God being a part of it I, I think what we have to hold on to in this love thing, and we'll get to it, uh, is God's immense love at any moment, right? He's love can break in, right? That's totally. the joy of the gospel, right? And, and that's the hope that uh, at any moment, right, God's des- he desires, right? That picture well, of revelation knocking at the door. you go from like knowing that, like knowing God loves you to through the experience really understanding it. I mean, at least I did in my life for sure. And that's where the gospel comes in where I'll forget it kind of, or I'll know it, but I lose the understanding behind it. And then something will happen and it'll really hit me again. Like, wait, no, I'm covered. Like God loves me. I think where I struggle is the world is so about loving ourselves first, like love yourself first. You can't love anybody else until you love yourself, like work on yourself. And it's like, well, yeah, but you're going to fail in that. So then what happens if you're having a bad day and you're frustrated with yourself? And it's like, well, if you realize that the only thing that matters is knowing that God loves you and understanding that, then it doesn't matter yeah. and I think about one of yourself. The biggest misconceptions the world has about love, I mean, there's so many, the word love encompasses so many things for, it's too many things that attribute, people use like, I love pizza, right? But when yeah. they say like, I love you, like in a serious way to somebody, they expect love in return for them mm-hmm. loving them, right? And when God loves us, 
I'm reminded of this story. I forget which prophet was in the Old Testament, but he made him marry a prostitute, right? Yes, For a, a visual, a visual representation of mm-hmm. like, I love you regardless of you guys keep essentially cheating on me. You keep turning away from mm-hmm. me. You keep, you know, doing this, and he keeps loving. And there is, you know, like, not punishment essentially, but in a way, like, you know, this is wrong. I'll show you it's wrong. But he keeps loving through that. It'd be discipline, loving yeah, discipline, exactly, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. yeah. <clears throat> So we read First uh, John seven is kind of or First John four seven is kind of what you were referencing a lot of the time. What yeah. what in there do you think is so important about love? Yeah, I think you know culturally um, the idea is that uh, that love is God, right? Mm-hmm. In other words, love is of my own making, right? Because we have to say that in the sense of a culture that says your truth is your truth, and you know, all that stuff is, they, they just throw this word around, right? Uh, and it's relative. So if love is relative, how's that going to work in a relationship if two people have a different idea of love? It's not going to, and that's hence yeah. what we are experiencing. Um, and so I think it starts right there that love is something it is, you know, First John says God is love. It's his very essence. And I think it's a challenge because I think for a lot of people, when they think of God, they don't necessarily uh, think of love, you know, um, and that'll come swing around to this other big point. We can't separate love from his other attributes, how we kind of bring mm-hmm. those together, right? But, um, and that love flows from God. And, uh, you know, it's pretty strong language that the Bible says is that we love, it. only those who are born of God and know God can love. So what is this thing that we can, we know we need love, right? We know we need to give it. That's universal, everybody, mm-hmm. every culture. And so there's still this, going back to the garden, there, you know, when, when the fall happened, Adam and Eve were creating the in, image of God, so they still have a little ability, right, to love, but it's, it's um, you know, it's fallen. It's not God's, he's not the one behind all that. It's our flesh. Uh, and so what, that's a part of redemption, being born again, is now we have an example, we have a benchmark of love, and that's the Christmas story of Jesus. Yeah. Father, this is how much he loves us, right? Even in yeah. the midst, as you were saying, Luke, of our sin and our rebellion and our running mm-hmm. is that God is after us, right, mm-hmm. with his with his love. So do you right. think like the creation of humanity in a way is because you know because I, I always come back to the question like why did God even create us? Okay. And do you think it was through love? He did he need mm. something to love? Did he want something to love? Like what are your thoughts on that? That's a great question. So um yes. Uh and now we're getting into the even deeper, right? Yeah. Into the character of God. That's beautiful. And the Trinity, right? So Father, Son, Holy Spirit uh, this is the beauty about God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, is they exist. God is love because they exist. They don't need us. They don't need anybody else. Mm-hmm. They live in perfect harmony, perfect mm-hmm. love, perfect community, right, in oneness, which he's called us into, right? And, and see how that swings back? Yeah. Marriage is an institution of God to be a picture of that oneness, right, right on this earth. Uh, and so, yes, he did not need to create us because God doesn't need anything by the definition of who he is. Yeah. But the overflow of love is children. Mm-hmm. You want to share it. Yeah. So he wants to share his glory throughout all eternity. And it was the a contract, and, and this is interesting, a covenant agreement, let's say, between the Trinity way back whenever, right? The New Testament tells us in eternity past <laughs> with the Father and the Son, right, that, hey, we're going to uh, create in our image beings that 
uh, but that we can share all this mm-hmm. overflow of love. And so what does that look like in a husband and wife? The overflow of love is children. Yeah. Right? And, and well, they, yeah. And then you can let your children know, like, when God loves you, you don't have to worry. He created you. I mean, the answers are all within that. It's like you're different than everybody else, but God created you perfectly just how he wanted to. So that takes care of a lot of issues because it's like you are who you are for a reason. And then the plan. God has a plan for your life. So there's reassurance there, too. Like even when bad things happen, God knows it's going to work out. You know, He's got you covered. So I just feel like so much hope is in that. And we have to be sharing that with our kids. And we have a ton of resources downstairs. Picture books that, you know, you can read with them to start these conversations. Max Lucado has some really good oh, board books for even great. like Kate's age, too. You know, that's um, just talking about like, yeah, mommy and daddy love you. But like the bigger idea, the more important thing is really instilling in them that like, God created you. You're here for a purpose, and He loves you. Right, and you're our family, our biological family. To let those children know at a young age, you're a part of a larger family. You're yeah. part of the family of God, and and that's every tongue, tribe, and nation. The local expression of that is when the body comes together, right? In in church. I, the other thing I'd say, Luke, back to your question about the Trinity, the essence of who God is, is that every the only thing that explains the deep questions and longings of the human heart again universally across all cultures of our desire for love our desire mm-hmm. for community our desire for marriage our desire for children uh, our de- desire for community friendship all these relational yeah. things yeah. that science has zero to say about right and every other philosophy every other religion um they cannot explain that because a, 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 a single god let's just say allah knows nothing of love he lives in isolation Right and 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 knows nothing of what love is and of what relationship community is and we see this in the Greek gods and mythology right this wild you know kind of of, of thing only the Trinity can explain ultimately all of the deep aspects mm-hmm. of the longing of a person's soul right wow yeah that's really cool so, this is not right, go ahead wait. Well, I was just going to say back to like Christmas, you know, like with the relational God sending his son, like what a great opportunity we have in this season to share with people, you know, what it is like we're celebrating. And I think it starts from like saying Merry Christmas, like, cause if they're not, if you know someone's not Jewish or even if you say Merry Christmas, they go, oh, we're Jewish. Well then say happy holidays. And I'm sorry if the person says like, oh, well, I don't say Merry Christmas. Well then say, what holiday do you celebrate? If it's not Hanukkah, oh, Kwanzaa maybe, you know, but like, like press in the Merry Christmas. Cause even just the sound of Merry Christmas might stir something in them of like, that's right. Christ was born. Yeah. Like, like, it's not just about commercialism. And if they are Jewish, say Happy Hanukkah because yeah. Jesus celebrated Hanukkah. I know. Most people, that blows their mind. <laughs> if you know someone's you know, Jewish, say Happy yeah, Hanukkah. And then it gives you a great And if you don't know what about. they are, say Merry Christmas because that's what you celebrate. Yeah, exactly. And if they're offended by that, mm-hmm. then ask them, I'm sorry, yeah. what holiday do you yeah. celebrate? Absolutely. Right? Awesome. Yeah. So I, I just feel like we're, it's so, and like, I don't know, to ask them, what do you guys do on Christmas? Oh, we're going to go to church Christmas Eve. You know, that's a good opportunity to like invite people to come. But like, just don't let it slide by with the whole happy holidays thing. Like, I think it's so good to bring people back to, um, yeah, like the purpose for the season. And like, you know, the whole gift giving is just so hard. Like the world is all about, oh, it's tis the season, you know, for like giving and 
um, loving. And it's like, well, why? Like, why are you giving all of these gifts? Oh, because you love these people. Well, how do you love them? Just by giving them gifts? Like, no, we're giving people gifts because God sent his son as a gift to us, you know, to save us from our sins. Yeah. Like, I mean, no, you just saying that just kind of like it really makes it clear. And what we celebrate is, you know, you say love casts out fear, right? And when Jesus sent his son, Jesus, it sent love into the world, right? When God sent his son, Jesus, yes. And so that casts out, we have nothing to fear. So we're celebrating yeah. we have nothing to fear on this yeah, earth and we right. have a savior. Yeah, listen to any of the Christmas songs yeah. about like peace and joy and the fruits of the spirit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I think just it's our job to bring things back to mm-hmm. that. I mean, that that is the reason for the season. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And then there's just the whole concept of like, even when you're teaching something, right? I feel like the concept of teaching something, it, it makes you learn so many more things than when you would just like learn something like sometimes if you're just there to learn something you get some things but when you're preparing something to teach Mm -hmm. you learn so much more and it's the same with love like if i'm Mm -hmm. just receiving love like Mm -hmm. i understand what love is right but giving love yeah makes you really understand what that means yeah like Um, the why behind it the effort and the same with gifts right Mm -hmm. like receiving gifts is cool but really giving something and making someone feel that is like it's it's giving them love right so it all kind of ties back together great that's great yeah so i think that was like point number I don't know. Two. <laughs> one of the five. Yeah, so. one of the five. Um, the other one I really liked was th- the last one because uh, I think the modern day church has really embraced it's okay to not be okay. And we've like talked oh, you about this that before. Up <laughs> but no, like, okay, so what was point five? God loves us as we are, but God's love doesn't leave us as we are. There like, pull yourself out of it or you don't have to pull yourself out of it. God will do the work in right. your heart to make you. Right you know, healed and whole. Um, I just have such a hard time with the wallowing, you know, in the like, oh, well, we'll just love you through it or love you, you know, despite it. And it's like, well, that's not true love. Like true love would be coming alongside and pulling. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we can, you know, the whole Christmas story of Jesus coming into the world, you know, as you said, the fruit of the Spirit is, is part of that. We've, we talk about Advent season, the Advent, the coming, right, of mm-hmm. Jesus to the world. But what it, in, uh, that is there for us to remember with the hope of his second Advent, his second coming. Right. But in between, we miss, there's the Advent of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that gives us the power to not stay, to yeah. harness God's love power in our life to be transformed through faith uh, yeah. through faith by that power and trusting uh in the holy spirit uh and that that's this this time between right is, mm-hmm. is resting in the gift of the spirit the advent the coming of the spirit that jesus sent forth that we would not just stay in uh, the place where we were and i think again that the tendency right even in the church is to keep focusing on the bad news Right. Rather mm-hmm. than the good news. Yeah. And if I focus on the bad news. Right. Which I need to be aware of the bad news because yes. that's the whole reason I can. Right. Uh, accept grace and forgiveness of God. But I've got to move uh, in by faith and trust him at what he says, his forgiveness and mm-hmm. his call. Right. To a, a new life, to not stay right where I'm at so we can learn to receive the love of God. And back to what Luke started with is. So key is this is, it cannot just be an intellectual engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, we only really learn, 
right? Uh, when there's an experience with the love of yeah. God, you can talk about it all day long, but it's until you actually experience it that you know it, right? That you really and in the New Testament where it talks about knowing God, that is not intellectual primarily, right? The Hebrew holistic view of things is that was extremely experiential, right? To, it, yeah. to not just intellectually see the truth, but to, with all my soul, actually experience, right? The love of God. Yeah. And I liked the seeing the love of God shower on someone, like those experiences where they're almost like shook to tears or like mm-hmm. coming to certain realizations. And I like, can't tell you how many times that's happened in my family. Like we would have family meetings, you know, and there'd be like some issue that was like boiling up at the surface <laughs> and it would so come to a head, you know, like when we were all sitting there together and support and you could just it, it's a come to Jesus yeah. right like that phrase is so perfect because you know that's happened in my sisters and myself and my parents and we're there to support each other through it but you can see it you know like when the eyes are almost opened of like the acceptance of like the issue or the mistake or the something you need to move past and then the love in the room around that person of like we're here with you we're gonna get you through it God has a plan for this Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. so yeah, the small group thing is so important to let that happen, but just letting it start in your family, like providing the times and the opportunities to like press into each other. And That's yeah. Amazing. Well, do you guys have anything else you'd want to speak on or, you know, the only thing I would say this Christmas season for anybody watching is, uh, boy, just uh, the love of God, right down to this issue of kind of what you're saying here, Lisa, those moments, right, mm-hmm. where we experience his love. If you're out there and you just are, are struggling with uh, with being feeling loved at the core of your being ever, maybe you're a believer and you've been in church for years, but you just struggle with ever really experiencing God. Um, that this season would just be an ask. God wants to shower us with that. He wants, just like his own son, Jesus, uh, you know, mm-hmm. had to experience, right? The clouds open. This is my beloved son whom I love and well mm-hmm. pleased. We all, every one of our hearts and souls needs to hear that. And so I just say, ask for it. And those of us who are believers, this is the joy of ministering to people, the love mm-hmm. of God. If you ever get a chance to pray with somebody and see when that experience, when the presence of God comes yeah. upon a soul and they are overwhelmed, Right with God's love for them and His forgiveness for them. There's mm-hmm. nothing. There's nothing. Uh, I know again, those it are happens those in our women's Bible study too. Yeah, like sure. the women are so good about being. We're going to pray about that right now. Mm-hmm. And just the way that it softens things. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's, I mean, you're not going to get that kind of healing like anywhere else. I really don't yeah. think. The only other thing was the love can never be separated from God's other attributes. Because I think this is another issue in like this new Christianity with all about being the New Testament, the lovey-dovey stuff. And you really can't separate that from the Old Testament. And loving your kids on purpose, the parenting class that we're going to start gives really good examples of how to do this, you know, in disciplining or rearing your children mm-hmm. without instilling fear and punishment. Um, but it doesn't throw out the, because so many parenting ideologies today, so many ideologies today are, you got to pay attention to them. It's really, really tricky, uh, especially when things push like total compliance because it's like a false, oh yeah, you're free and you have this freedom, but like 
really at the heart of it. There's no freedom there in those things. And I think you're, you're hitting on something that's so profound, right? The connection between <laughs> parenting and, and God, the Father. Why we come mm-hmm. to him as a father. Hebrews 12 says that uh, he disciplines us for our good. And he goes on to say, a fa- parents that do not discipline their children aren't loving their children, right? right? So there is this for a child. Often when we're under discipline, we don't feel like we're being loved, right? Yeah. But you can't separate love from discipline. And, and right. this, is, it, this goes deeper into the very character of God. You cannot separate his love from his wrath, his judgment, his justice, you know, his sovereignty. If he's not sovereign, then something could thwart his love, right? So right. all that has to be seen together. We can't separate Old from New Testament, though. Throughout history, people have tried to do that. It's a very popular thing yeah. to dig in, in more progressive elements of church to try to separate those out. But man, the cross is the picture. It's where yeah. the justice of God crossed with the love of God and uh, covered us, right? Um it's profound, right? The nature yeah. of, of so love. First yeah. John four eighteen is on the back of the Love Me and the Kids on Purpose book. Yeah, perfect. Great Beautiful. intro. The timing <laughs> yeah. of this is yeah, just yeah. great. There you go. <laughs> well, with all that being said, thank you guys so much for being on, um, guys. If you have any questions, uh, please feel free to reach out, and uh, hopefully by next Sunday we'll have a little box out by the uh, the coffee shop where you can drop in some questions for us on the podcast um, or prayer request, kind of whatever whatever you want. Um, so, guys, have a great rest of your day. Remember. Love is pretty much one of the greatest tools we have in our arsenal, so use and it. Merry, <laughs> Merry go. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Or happy Hanukkah. And we'll see you guys. Okay. <laughs> <Next episode. laughs> we'll see you.